0: we be off now. Hello and welcome to the From the Spirit World podcast, a legendary Avatar: The Last Airbender and The Legend of Korra podcast for overlyanimated.com. We are here podcasting episode by episode on the new Netflix live action Avatar: The Last Airbender series with some of the biggest Avatar fans, you know, the From the Spirit World crew. New podcast generally out every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for the next few weeks as we go through the season. I am your host, Dylan, and today I'm joined by Sam. Hello. Ben. Hi. And Jeff. Hey, hey. We are talking uh, today, episode four, Into the Dark. We have made it to here on our watch through of this season one of Netflix's Avatar. We're going to be talking about everything from Into the Dark here. And if you want to keep up with all of our podcasts on uh, this show, you can search for From the Spirit World or Overly Animated anywhere to subscribe to either feed or the dedicated Netflix avatar feed to get all of these podcasts. And also, uh, please leave us five star reviews on whatever feed you listen to. That would be great. Um, We've watched only up to the episode we are covering. Uh, Some of us have. Spoilers only up to this episode here. And please, no spoilers past that in the comments. Um, We will be in full spoiler territory for the original Avatar and also Korra throughout this podcast series. Only spoilers up to episode four Into the Dark, though, for this show. Send us your questions and comments uh, for us to read on the upcoming podcast. Podcast at overlyanimated.com. And put in the title of the email what, ep- what episode their spoiler's up to, and we will read them when we get to what episode you have thoughts to. Very excited to talk about certain things in Into the Dark, and excited to hear what people have to say. But first, we have Ben here for the first time. Welcome, Ben. Uh, what's, uh, let's get your thoughts on episode four, but also if you want to kind of sprinkle in how you've been feeling about the show overall uh, through the first four episodes.
1: Yeah, um, I'll be honest, I kind of went into this show ready to hate it.
0: Um, I I feel like a common attitude among Avatar fans. Yes.
1: Yeah, but, you know, the first two episodes weren't bad, but they definitely had, uh, uh, some of their downsides with, um, I think just the, the pacing was kind of the big thing for me in the first two episodes. But I think it's been a lot better with three and four. And overall, I mean, I've enjoyed them. They're definitely flawed. And there's um, I I know you all talked about it on some of the previous episodes, like some of the writing, uh, specifically the dialogue. And well, I think the effects have been mostly good. There's definitely a few uncanny valley moments that have taken me out of it. But surprisingly, I have found myself enjoying this series for what it is, which is a retelling of my favorite anime series of all time. So
0: Nice. So what, what specifically do you feel like is working for you? And also, like, you know, it, it. how do you feel about it as an Avatar fan? You don't feel offended at the changes, of that type of thing? I, you know, it's
1: uh, not to draw, like, parallels to non-animate stuff, but... I sort of approach it like I do with like live action Disney remakes. Like I try to look at it as its own thing while not being too comparative to the original, Yeah, which is hard to do. Um, this is not a, by no means is this superior to the original, but I'm open to like a different telling of this story that we know and love. So I, uh, And so I think actually the last, the three and four especially, has done a pretty good job of, like, taking multiple episodes and weaving those Mm. uh, characters and plot threads together. Not perfectly, but I think they've done a pretty admirable job.
0: Nice. Uh, Is this show better or worse than the recent Little Mermaid live action? Uh... Because I thought Little Mermaid was pretty good. Like, not terrible.
1: I mean, that's my feeling as well. I mean, there's... It, 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 there's only a few of the live-action remakes on the Disney side that I've absolutely hated. Like, The Lion King.
0: Yeah, we yeah, want to talk about uh, that one.
1: Right, right. But, for the most part, most of them have ranged between, like, okay to... I I do like that, so... And that's kind of where I'm at with the live action Avatar. Mm. So,
0: yeah,
1: I think that's definitely fair. I'll say this, like it, it kept me and my wife engaged. Like we binged the show last week on a Friday night going into Saturday. Wow. So it at least kept us engaged. So which is more than I can say for the movie that should never exist. Yes.
0: Of course. Of course. Of course. Okay. that That's good. Good to hear. So some positive thoughts from Ben. Uh, Sam, how about you on just episode four here into the dark? What'd you think?
2: So this is actually my favorite episode thus far. Oh, I thought it was really good. I don't know. I really liked the inter- integration of all of these set pieces from around Omashu. So we have the cave, of course. I'm sure that'll that'll mm. be a fun discussion later. You know, you have the cave and then you have, you know, the King of Omashu stuff. And I thought that that worked really well. I really preferred that over the original show, <laughs> honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, and I helped, I liked all of um, Iroh and Zuko stuff. So, I, yeah, it was just it was pretty strong for me. I really liked it.
0: Yeah, the you've been you've been liking the Zuko and Iroh. Um, mm-hmm. How about these flashbacks we get in this episode?
2: I thought that the first one, which was Luten's funeral, I thought that. The beginning with all the exposition with the two uh, people walking away was pretty clunky. Uh, you know, you didn't really need all that. But other than that, I thought it was pretty touching. You know, I probably audibly said all at some mm. point during that. I definitely said all during the second one. So I was very touched. I don't know. I've I've been... Again, like I, I rewatched the original series right before this came out, and I really felt the Iroh and Zuko storyline more this time around. So you know, it's just more of that, really. And I can't, you can't go wrong with it. It's it's a very touching tale.
0: Very nice, very nice. We will definitely talk more about the iroh Zuko stuff here. Uh, Jeff, what did you think about Episode Four?
3: I. Was a big fan of the uh, uh, Secret Tunnel song. Like, I, I didn't think I would be as much as I. I mean, was, it's just the same song, run. you know. It's the same song, but like, I was like, "Oh my gosh, he nailed it!" And like, and then also the yeah at the end. I don't know. It was just nostalgic <laughs> in a way that I was not expecting. Um, I loved the the flashbacks with Zuko. I think it did a great good, great job of humanizing him and like showing his softer side. Uh not as much of a fan of the boomy thing. Um I don't know, especially when he started uh uh i fighting like that is not a 100-year-old person. <laughs> um but uh yeah, now overall I thought it was a, a good installment. Okay. Okay. Um I look, I'll I'll get to
0: my thoughts on the episode in just a second, but I got to address something here first. <laughs> um you know, I've been I've been saying through these first 3 podcasts. Uh I'm I'm so open to changes, you know. I like I really want this show to change things. I don't want it to just be the same show. Uh-huh. Yeah, but I I got to say, I got to announce that I I'm a hypocrite. <laughs> I I really I'm really a hypocrite here because they did something unforgivable Uh-oh. to me. Oh. Oh, oh no! You took Katang out of the Cave of Two
2: Lovers. <laughs> How dare you? Oh, you 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 got so mad you actually said Katang instead of Katang. I'll say
0: actually Katang for this rant, just to, to keep people on track here. I was so mad at this. <laughs> like they, you bring you perp specifically bring Cave of Two Lovers into season one. You didn't need it. You could have held it off until they were older. You bring it in here, and instead of the best katang episode of the show you you do soccer and katara sibling love instead give me a break with give me a break with the sibling love oh my god i i have found something i have found a change i hated uh so here we go uh it's it's uh, uh i appreciated the extra sohka katara content but mm-hmm. um, look if you want to take away ang's crush on katara in season one fine like uh it's not it's it, it you can you it's hard to adapt whatever just don't don't change this from season two, and this is like the one thing that worked best about them early on in the show. Before we start getting the season three stuff, and you're just like, nope, we're not going to do it. It just shove the lack of Katang in my face here. Why don't you this show?
2: Gosh, so so offended.
0: <sighs> I I I I felt personally offended by this. By this, uh,
2: they personally personally knew that it was your favorite. Episode. And
0: all, I feel like all of Katang Forever should be offended by this, Sam. Like, oh, I,
2: oh I'm sure some. <laughs> I'm sure there's a group chat that I probably don't look at that people are uh, very up in arms about. This, is, it, uh, this is our
0: corner of the internet that should be most offended by this, and <laughs> yeah, go <laughs> but, ahead, someone. But what if they're building to something better, maybe next season? So, in, if they do an original Katang story instead um look great please please do it what are you gonna do not do adapt this whole show if they get three seasons which they won't it'll get canceled after season two that's how netflix works (laughs) uh what are they gonna do you're gonna knock do katang it it happens you can't just not do it so so you take out the the best episode it's gonna happen anyway
1: I i think it's more likely this show will will get its uh Get its proper ending than, say, One Piece, which is what? Adapting.
0: What are they up to? Like a yeah, thousand
1: episodes of that anime?
0: It's true. There's a chance they finish this one. There's a chance.
1: Yeah. Was, uh, we're only talking two more seasons, so.
2: I am always just wondering, what are they going to do? Because, like. What's his name? Gordon. He's going through puberty
0: yeah he's and Ali was both showing us some clips he said he sounds a lot older now he's like completely different uh, he, the,
2: the cute kid thing can't work when your voice crack a and so
1: <laughs> well that's that's why season two could be a good opportunity to explore that
0: relationship now and and I would be fine with that if they just tabled it for now, but clearly we can't do the best part of season two <laughs> now that you brought it in the season one you didn't do it. Okay, we'll talk more about it, but I just had to get that yeah. out of the way because I think people are expecting that from me and it's absolutely that's how I felt. Um <laughs>
2: just completely it's, outraged. It's just
0: you know, this is worse than Aang not running away, then I don't care. Like this is I don't this, know about that. This is worse to, in in my in my 14 year old Avatar brain, okay? This is this is the I cannot <laughs> believe. It. Okay. Uh, that being said, uh, this episode overall had some good parts. Uh, I think it was a, more of a mixed bag than episode three, personally. Uh, but I think probably the best part of the show so far, in my opinion, through four episodes, were these two Zuko Iro flashbacks. I think I think most emotionally resonant thing they've done <clears throat> in four episodes. So, at the ver- at the very least, this episode has that. There's other good, there's some other good stuff in there like there is some good Saka Katara stuff even if they in addition to not having Katang in the Cave of Two Lovers also butchered the love is brightest in the dark and added some yeah, nonsense on top was of really it
2: really stupid that yeah. was so dumb just
0: they, just,
3: they sense emotions
0: it, it it just purposely changing something for a bad reason uh for no you didn't even like okay i going to add fine it's kind of simple oh the, the the crystals just glow sure okay you add something on top of it fine but it wasn't good
2: why couldn't have sokka just like taking that maraca that they had the shaker and then you know it could just be like the original like he starts shaking it and the badger right. roll feels it but now i guess that would be too funny or too random.
0: I guess. Oh, L O L random. Yeah. I guess so. I guess that's that's why. Um, yeah, the 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 nomad stuff, the the mistrels. We can't even call you their mistrels <laughs> now. Um, it's fine. It was fine. Uh Boomy, I think Boomy was good, like the the way they did him, the visuals, everything. The my other main takeaway on this uh like take on this episode was the most faithful adaptation of anything they've done so far was the Ang and Bumi stuff from The King of Omashu? It was, it at times, shot for shot, line for line from <laughs> episode five, which is one of the worst episodes of Avatar. Why did you choose to do this episode so faithfully and change other things? Mm. Uh, I thought that was bizarre. But, uh, I mean, look, they did the show, so I guess we should be happy. I don't know. Um, but it, Bumi looked cool. There... It, Uh, and no, yeah, and then overall, I agree, like, they combined, they made some interesting choices combining stuff, specifically taking part of 107 into this, into the, this stuff, I thought that worked with the Irozuko plotline, and then adding kind of their own version of the Storm flashbacks, but I think we're also gonna do the Storm flashbacks, um, so... In general I think that they're, they're kind of like let's combine stuff. It, it is working for the most part here. It's similar to episode 3. Even if I did overall not like this as much as episode 3, that being said I'm biased because of obviously the thing I'm upset about. Um yeah, well let, let's talk more let's talk about more about the Game of Two Lovers. I want I want other takes here. Jeff, <laughs> were you at all offended by this? Uh what what parts did you like and not like of how they did Game of Two Lovers?
3: Uh yeah, I the badger moles being super violent. I was like, I don't know if I like that. Scary badger moles, right? Like, okay, like good CGI. Like, I'm, 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 I'm frightened for them, but also that's not how badger moles behave, right? Uh, and and then also that you can talk human at them and they understand. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I thought the uh, uh, Gender bending shoe was was well done. Um, oh I yeah, I, I wanted to say them.
0: they they took away Katang and they tried to distract me <laughs> by making Omen shoe gay. Oh, Dylan didn't work. Didn't take me off of this. Still upset. Okay. Anyway, continue. Oh, <laughs> uh,
3: uh, yeah. No, I. I okay. Well, I, I did think that the uh, why can't we call them nomads? I don't I don't understand yeah. that. Yeah, um, call them. But. Yeah. Uh, I guess
2: because they're not walking, so they're sticking around there. They're
0: stationary, so that's why. Yeah.
3: Also, when when Katara leads Sokka into the cave, because she's like, "This is the only entrance in on the mountain." Like we saw in the opening episode, how much area that is. Are we to believe that she walked all over it in the afternoon? I don't. I don't buy that. But, uh, yeah, it was kind of goofy those minstrels at first, but then they had the song. It was good again. Um, yeah.
0: yeah. I, d- I did appreciate the, the secret lover, the, you know, we get the, they did it. I was like, well, oh, we're not doing it. We're doing some different song. I don't remember if they actually also did that song in the episode. I don't but think, they I don't did. think they did. I think there's yeah. a new. And then, and then we deliver eventually and he gets to play it. So that's, that's fine. That's fine. Well, um,
2: I liked it, Dylan. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Which part? Because I know you're not feeling the Katangas watch through, Sam, so does that mean that you appreciate so, it?
2: All right. I enjoyed that they brought the uh, the Nomad minstrels in. I will admit, maybe that was a little bit fan servicey, but I still liked it. I thought that they were a delight. I didn't like how uh, shoehorned in the introduction of, or like the backstory behind Omashu is, but I did like that they made them gay, of course. My girlfriend and I actually had to, like, rewind and be like, oh, did we hear what we thought we heard? It was kind of a blink and you'll miss it. Yeah, so, but we heard it. And it was delightful. I liked that, too. Uh, I actually liked the Badger Moles. I I thought that they were very ferocious, and I enjoyed that. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I I like that it gave us a bit more opportunity to have more Katara and Sokka, I don't know, get more of a feel of their dynamic and who they are to each other, blah, 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 blah. Of course, I didn't really like the whole badger moles responding to love and feelings and all that. That didn't make any sense to me. And honestly, it makes sense to me for the tunnels to be underneath Omashu because, you know, why would they just, I don't know. The thing about the cave of two lovers in the original, like, it's just like a journey to get to Omashu. Yeah, It's
0: next to Omashu anyway.
2: Yeah. But I don't know. I, I like that it's underneath. Like it, it gives more purpose to why it's called Omashu, other than just being like a settlement nearby. But I don't know. That's just me. It makes sense to kind of condense it into this one to me, even at the cost for, of Katang. But yeah, yeah, but why'd
0: it have to be at the cost of Katang?
2: <laughs> because they're not doing it, and they probably wouldn't have done it in season two if it's another eight episode. Perfuffle may have to be embossing say at some point. Yeah,
0: yeah, okay. We'll come back to could they have done it this season? But I, I agree. Like this is you know in season two, this takes them to Amashu. Bring this into season one, and when we get to season two, I assume that Bossing say is going to be like at least four out of eight episodes, if not five or six out of eight. Like you could do the whole season embossing say. Se. Plus, you have to do like library drill desert. So.
2: Yeah, Put, yeah, there's in, a introdu- lot going Introducing on.
0: Toph. So it, taking this other early season one, season two stuff and bringing it into season one, I do think that makes sense. I get I get, I get what they're thinking here. Uh, one thing, though.
1: Oh, I know that would be a spoiler. I,
0: sorry. No problem. Ben, how about you on the, on the Cave of Two Lovers? I, were you a big Katang shipper? I, I do not remember.
1: Like, yeah, I mean, uh, uh, I don't know if I'd say big, but obviously that is... I wanted them to get together. It's the ship. Yes. I mean, on the one hand, like, yeah, I'm a little annoyed. They took that moment away from them, but I'm also kind of like pleasantly surprised. They even had the, the tunnels, the cave of two lovers and the, the nomads or traveling musicians, whatever you want to call them, you know? So I, if they're going to save developing the romance for next season, or at least starting to develop it, then I guess it's okay to do this now and at least add something to Qatar and Sokka's relationship.
0: Yeah, I will begrudgingly say, at least we use the time somewhat wisely for the best Katara and content of yeah. the season. At least we kind of delivered, even if there's some dumb lines in there. Overall, I think that this was the best we got from them. They got to reminisce about uh, about home. Guitar's like, you don't, you had it harder than dad. Um, that was,
3: I, I did like that part.
0: Yes, there's some much. good stuff there. Yeah, um, Sokka Sok got to talk about how he's going to be an engineer. Um. And then they're holding hands and the badger mole apparently can like smell that they're holding hands for some reason. I thought uh, it was
2: like a like a sonic sort of thing. Echolocation. Yeah, echolocation. Maybe.
0: Oh, you yeah, you think it like it is it actually picking up on the fact that there was like physical contact and it was translating that into emotion versus like sniffing their actual emotions?
2: Yeah, that's what I that's what I took it as.
0: Because it's not like they weren't like they don't like love each other before they were holding hands. So it, and it changed Here, in that moment.
2: Here's what I thought of it when I saw it initially, I saw like, you know, them holding hands. I was like, Oh, so the badger moles recognize. I oh, will know that wouldn't make sense. I don't know. I was like, Oh, the badger recognize love because Oma and Shu would hold hands, but those badger moles are probably long dead. So it's okay. Never mind. Well, we,
1: I mean, for all we know, they could live a long life. I mean, how long has the lion
0: turtle been around? Mm, true. Yeah, maybe they're ancient. I don't really remember that. I, the thing about changing that, it, it doesn't. It doesn't like it doesn't matter. Um, but they didn't just change it. They're like, oh, it's the thing from the show. No, wait, that's stupid. It's not that. It's this.
2: Yeah, it could have just been the crystals, really. Like,
0: just, okay, if you're going to, like, not make it the Crystals, just put that away. Don't, like, spit in the face of the show. It felt like that. I know it's not what they're doing, but it kind of feels like they're like, oh, that, that ep- Cave Two Lovers episode, that's dumb. We're going to do something better. That's, when you frame it like they did, that's kind of how it feels. But that's not the thing I'm offended about. I'm offended about, let's get back to the Katang Because, like, here's the question. Because, okay, they put Cave Two Lovers in Season 1 for story reasons, or otherwise we wouldn't do it. There's too much to do in Season 2. Okay, fine. We're not doing Katara and Aang this season. Fine. Um, We're cutting Aang's crush. Now, maybe I haven't seen past. For all I know, there'll be some sort of like little like romantic hinting to the future in the finale. Like I said, similar to how they have a big hug at the end of the season one finale in the show. Um, But okay, we're cutting Aang's crush blah, blah, blah. Could they have done this anyway? Um Here's my thing. I talked, I think, in the episode two podcast about how, okay, like, actually there's, like, a lot of baggage around Katang from where they're both coming from. Sure, fine. Like, it's, it's you know, problematic, whatever you want to be like. They're, they're, it's not an ideal frame, place to start a relationship. Sure. Um, what I love about Cave of Two Lovers is that it strips all that away. You know, they're just two kids in the dark, came and see each other, and they get to have some, like, little kiss. You know, like it's just this little cute thing, and they
2: get to go away from their egos and who they are, and yeah, just get to be two people. Yeah,
0: you know exactly. Yeah. So even though you're not shipping it right now, Sam, you get your feel. <laughs> you, we, can, we can. I understand get there.
2: what you mean.
0: Right? Yeah. Like, like I think even if you find this other like it's other stuff surrounding season one, Katang, uh, like you don't want to get go there. I think you can still do this one. And it's not like they get together right after Cave of Two Lovers. It's just this little moment for them that, like, that like foreshadows their future, like in the it, like uh, in a few months from now. Like, it's just this nice little thing in this the dark cave, and and like it like it really it's it's just they get to be just two kids, and I like it as a, like a young moment for Katara too. She doesn't have all these other burdens and. Same with Aang, you know, he has all this too. So I, I just think it would have even worked in what they're
2: doing in this show. Yeah, yeah, I, I can agree. I think it would have worked even at this point where they haven't really honestly interacted <laughs> too, too much. But um, yeah, but Aang needs to be with Boomy this episode, Dylan.
0: Like, sure, but... You don't need it. You could have done Why Boomy last episode. Bo- Boomy and
2: Aang go through the cave together. <laughs> okay,
0: that would have been kind of funny if they did if Boomy and Aang came with Two Lovers.
2: They should have. I think that would have been perhaps more preferable.
0: There's, that's too funny for this show, though. The show's not f- that funny. Yeah,
2: I can't, unfortunately, they didn't fu- have me in the writer's room. You would have mm, definitely
0: you know. improved that. Uh, yeah. I don't think so. But then, anyway. And, and yet, they kept the uh, rock candy. We're not doing silliness, but we kept that. But it actually wasn't that silly in the show. It's just threatening rock it, candy. The yeah, from uh, I don't yeah, know I
2: called. I know what you're talking about. I'm just like yeah, it's it's rock candy. I like that they can bend the rock candy because it has rocks in it.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I think that was, that was like,
3: that was like the same as in the animated show, right? Well, the yeah. sense. I mean, I, I, when I watched it, I'm like, oh, is this like? like quicksand or some hazard that like, you know, just will explode on you if you let it grow too much. Uh, I didn't realize until just now. Oh yeah. He's probably just bending it.
0: Yeah. I, 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 at some point he's bending it. It might've initially sprung on its own. I can't, I, I'm not sure on that. Yeah. Cause it's at the first it's like, Oh, Aang walked into a trap, but it could have right. just been boomy.
2: Well, I think he, boomy bends it off of, uh, Saka and Katara in the original. So yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, there's bending involved, but it might have it might also have sprung on its own. I don't, it doesn't particularly. It's fine, It's just funny because last uh, podcast I was like, oh, they're definitely not doing their outcandy, right? Like, right. It's too too, <laughs> too silly. Uh, Here, but, here's
2: a question that just popped in my mind that isn't really related. Do you think that there are jewelers who are earthbenders and they use their earthbending to make like very fine cuts in like rubies mm, and emeralds and stuff?
3: Yeah, that would be fun.
0: Are diamonds, like, not valuable? Because yeah. you could just, like, oh, the biggest diamond. You could just make a diamond bigger.
2: <laughs> I guess, <laughs> yeah. Why not? These are the Look, real questions.
3: These are good questions. They
2: did talk Maybe, about masonry.
3: Yeah, it could be, like, that is a skill you could cultivate, but also you would. it's not really culturally smiled upon because, you know, earthbending is all about big and brawly, and this you would need to be very... Delicate with your fingers when you do your diamond bending. Very, tr- very <laughs> twinkle toesy.
2: Exactly. Yeah. A- oh, ang could be so good at it.
0: ang would be good at that. He'd be a good jeweler, I guess. I don't know. That's not <laughs> what I thought of when Aang. Uh, any <laughs> any last thoughts on the Katang in Cave of Two Lovers, Jeff or Ben, from what we're talking about?
3: um Not, it was a precursor to getting into the cave, but when Katara went after Jet, um, or at least frozen. I thought she had a very good line. It's like, no, that was me, not you.
0: Let's no, talk let's, about uh, that line. Um <laughs> Jet said, look at all, look at the power you had. You have. That's because of me. And Katara says, that wasn't because of you. That was because of me.
2: Yeah, I like that.
0: Um, I like the sentiment. I don't think it was good dialogue, but <laughs>
2: no i thought it was badass yeah okay I like finally it. geez
0: does she freeze jet in the episode in the animated episode?
3: Uh, in jet she does
0: okay yeah to the tree because i guess that's what they're going for but i'm like when did you learn to freeze the the water
3: right she's learning a lot just you know off screen sure well, even though
0: we see a lot of it on screen
1: uh, i'm trying to remember was there anything in the water bending scroll as far as like using your breaths to freeze water
0: uh, not that we've seen it from the show thus far, I don't remember if there was any of that there. Maybe, yeah, maybe in the maybe in the animated show, she just kind of knew it or figured it out too. So I, I guess there gets. I guess it's fine. I do. I do think it. it you know, considering how like kind of fast the show is going, there are a lot of moments as we've referenced before. It's like, oh, you can do that now. I guess. I guess so.
1: I, I try to be forgiving a little bit of stuff like that because they are working with less time than the original season 1
0: yeah and uh, even though the runtimes are longer you know it's still like uh less episodes they're kind of you, even though you have more time per episode it's you, you it's you have to do the same stuff each episode so it's not really as much time i agree um yeah ben any other thoughts on cave of two lovers stuff
1: i mean you know it, i am i disappointed that we didn't save it for the next season a bit but I honestly didn't think four episodes in we were going to get some as silly as, you know, the secret tunnel song. So, yes, it 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 maybe it's a little pandering to the fans, but I, I don't care. Like I I like that they put it in. So, it was a moment of levity in a show that's not had a
0: ton of it. So. That's a good. That's a good point. I think they did allow themselves to be a little more silly this episode. The Boomyang stuff, even though it's more serious than in the animated show, um, there's some silliness in there for sure, and with the the KV Two lovers plotline as well. So I guess, yeah, I do appreciate that.
1: It, it kind of to build on that, like you know, having seen the series as a whole, like well, whether I agree with all the choices they made, which I don't, I, I at least feel like the the people who created this live action adaptation do care about the original and then just want to tell their take on the story. So I at least feel there's some passion, put into this series, unlike the movie that should not exist.
0: So, I, I, I agree. Yeah, yeah. Did M night care about the show? Look, we can talk about that another time. We probably have talked about that, but uh... <laughs> it, it feels like there's way more passion put into this show is what I'm I, uh,
2: yeah,
0: yeah, for for sure, for sure, for sure. Even if you know, I I I might say they're not necessarily telling. I think they are telling their version to some extent. But I, I've been kind of trying to figure out how to phrase, phrase this kind of point I keep making. But I feel like they're like tell. They, I, there's an article with one of the I think the director of this episode, and he's like, "We're trying to tell us uh, make the show for as many people as possible." Like that's an actual quote from from them.
2: Gosh, uh-huh. When you appeal to everybody, you appeal to nobody.
0: Yeah, that's kind of my thought. And I think I think in trying to make it for as many people as possible, they are trying to remove anything particularly challenging for the. Viewer. Yes.
2: Oh, my gosh. That's mm-hmm. such a big issue yeah. with this so far.
0: That's that's the best way I've around- I've been trying to make this point a bunch of times. I think that's the best way to say it. it I, I said it before, though. It's like the reason I think the reason they remove soccer sexism is just it's just because it's they don't want to do that they they want to be to be him to be appealing and they don't want yeah challenged in that do i have to like sokka oh he's sexist and it's 2024 and we don't like sexist people but he's still kind of he's still kind of cool like let us feel that let us have that debate you know like but no we're not allowed to we're not allowed to like oh should i hate ang he ran away oh no boy he, he doesn't run away we
2: like it didn't you know that protagonists can't be problematic they can't have flaws protagonist equals good guy
0: (laughs) that's that really feels like it you know and i think that is by far the biggest flaw with this show this attitude
2: yeah definitely like it, it just it doesn't have that depth honestly like it feels very superficial
1: I definitely agree that it is the biggest flaw that of this adaptation is not letting our main characters have those flaws, um, which is funny because it's uh, there was a, another reason like adaptation of now it wasn't of an animated series. It was a book, the Percy Jackson series. Yes. And. But they allow the main characters to have flaws. And over the course of the series, you see them grow and be and learn not necessarily, you know, to get rid of those flaws, but to, like, accept them and, you know, try to overcome them in when the situation calls for it. So, yeah, maybe I'm not wording that right, but it's it's OK if that if that show shows anything as well as a lot of other media, you can let your characters have flaws.
0: Yeah. And you look, here's the, here's the counterpoint in terms of this show. I think potentially they're allowing at the very least Zuko and Iroh to have flaws. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's why they're the best characters of this show. We could tell, let's, let's talk about them. Cause I was, here's, here's at least, well, this isn't like the headline with Zuko and Iro this episode, but I was struck by how, um, it's I can't remember from the animated show, but Iroh seems less uh, apologetic about the Fire Nation here than I remember. Does that make sense? Like he he's he's just kind of he's just kind of like, yeah, that's that happened. That's the reality type of thing. Instead
3: of like, yeah, I, I have a lot of regrets about that in
0: terms of how he came across to that guard.
3: Mm. Totally. Yeah, that end in the cave or in the in the prison with Aang.
0: With Dang too, right? He's he's he comes across so much nicer when when he's interacting with with uh, these non Fire Nation people in in animated Avatar, but they they kind of let him be uh, a little bit more of an antagonistic force. You know, there's clearly con- conflicting stuff within him, um, but and honestly, I like this version of Iroh worse. <laughs> but at least it's, but at least it's in contrast to their flawless main other main characters, you know. Like so yeah, I so I yeah. so I guess I do kind of like at the very least we're maybe dark darker Iroh to some extent is what we're going for. I don't know. I think it's basically the same, but yeah, Jeff, you think he do? Do you also feel he's like less? Uh, I don't know if apologetic is the right word.
3: D- yeah, yeah, like when, um, with. <sighs> Exactly what you said with with the guard when he's like, um, "Sometimes the wars make us go do bad things, bad <clears throat> yeah. choices." He's like, "Is that an, is that supposed to be an apology?" He's like, "I'm not, yeah. not me." Yeah. Yeah, he's like, "Actually, um, you're I'll, bad too." Right, guy, friend. Uh, speaking of that scene, though, the guard I thought emoted very well. I was I was very moved by his tale of woe.
2: I was, he doesn't belong in the show. He needs to go like I don't know on The Walking Dead or something.
3: <laughs> yes, his caliber was, is a bit. Well, was
0: I was Iroh on the guard? This was was that like part from? So I, I I knew this was from the show, but I had to look it up from Winter Solstice Part One. It's the Spirit World. Um, Zuko rescuing Iroh from being captured. Is that is all the that
2: guard stuff even from that no. episode?
3: no, I don't think they ever had that conversation.
2: Yeah, no, he was just like you're going to. Bossing say. Yeah. was like, oh, bossing say, and he was like, yeah.
0: So they just so. capture him in that episode and he leaves the Pai show tiles and all all that kind of similar thing. Well he leaves his stinky sandal, a sandal, sandal, the original. Yeah. Oh the sandal, okay. Does he but I think like he leaves tiles at some point? Yeah, it's too funny.
1: So it, it's possible that Iroh in, in this version is less regretful about his actions, but I also wonder if he's almost sort of putting on a front because when the guard was like, you've never experienced loss and he walks away, you see kind of this shift in uh, Iroh's facial expressions. So I do yeah. wonder if some of it is just a front he's putting on like a a show of strength when he's around mm. these guards.
0: Yeah. That that's a great way of putting it. I actually I completely agree. I think th- they're going for the same Iro in the on the inside. Um I just think for whatever reason they are having him uh put on put on this like yeah, front of uh
2: yeah, the Dragon of the West.
0: Kim Ki, yeah, keeping more of the Dragon of the West persona instead of his like fat and happy like whatever he talks about, you know, like uh like talking about tea. I mean, he still goes to that with Zuko, but he hasn't been that way with other people really so far, um, which is an interesting choice. I'm open to this, you know. Uh, I, I, I don't think it's a bad reflection of real life. I mean, not to get too philosophical,
1: but, you know, like even speaking for myself, like, you know, when I'm at my job, I definitely am hmm. very. I'm a lot more like uh, I'm trying to think of the best way to put this. Like, I'm not as loose as I am at home with yeah my wife. Like, you know, I can feel more relaxed here, whereas at work I kind of have to put on this mask of like seriousness all the time.
0: Definitely, maybe, and I think that's maybe what they're going for, Iro. Maybe if Iro, if down the line I was more comfortable with Aang, he'll be able to kind of open up more. Um, have to feel less, feel like he has to be less hard with him. Um, I do like that we we let Iroh and Aang have this scene here. Um, I think that that's a good start to Iroh interacting with other characters. That I feel like most famously with Toph, uh, next season.
3: One thing I didn't, I mean, is that one, one line that I, uh, Iroh had in that conversation was like, No, no, uh, I owe him our yes. Like, and I. I guess that's supposed to be come or come out when, with the the flashback to the funeral. Yes, yes. I, I don't know if I, I think they they could have had Iroh say a bit more in that scene to kind of bring the point home, but he just yeah. seems shell shocked. I scene. think
0: it's supposed to be a precursor to the flashback where uh, Zuko saves Iroh by being kind to him. Uh, right in in the funeral. Yeah. Um. Not not very subtle, I think. In that regard, I don't think the show is particularly subtle. Uh, but uh, yeah, do we want to talk about these these flashbacks? Uh, I feel like I feel like to me that's the star star of the show. This episode,
2: mm-hmm. I agree. Mm-hmm.
0: Are these completely original flashbacks? Yeah, I guess um, they are. In the storm, we just see the before and after the Agni Kai, but not like him leaving. Is that correct? We
1: definitely didn't get anything of Luten's funeral in the show.
0: Yeah.
1: In the uh, in the original series. Um, I don't remember us getting anything of, like, Iroh being like, I'm joining you.
3: No, yeah. I think we got a flashback a little bit later uh, in that story when, you know, Zuko was still healing. But it, it, this was in season three with the Western Air Temple, I believe.
1: Uh, oh, yeah. Okay.
3: When he had just, yeah, he was was early in his journey, still healing up. Uh, The point of that flashback was totally different from this one.
0: So we've seen Uh, bandaged Zuko, but not this bandaged Zuko. Yes, yes. Cool. So they had some basis for that. I think these are both worthwhile additions to Zuko and Aro's characters and their journeys. Yes. Yes. I Uh, think this shows that they should be doing more original stuff, in my opinion. Uh, Like... I, I don't know. I just I feel like these are they well, I guess it's like they build they purposely put these two in like the emotional height. Um and I put this on that line. do, do we think this is their kind of version of adapting the tale of Iroh from uh, Tales of Bossing say? Obviously the big reason to say that would be because we play Leave from the Vine instrumental version multiple times.
3: Mm. <laughs> Probably- I don't think it's a very good adaptation of that short.
0: I, you I know, think that's they could still do that too later. Um, that's Iro in the present morning, Luten. This is going back to the past, but uh, you know, we, what do we think of bringing in the Leaves from the Vine music queue in both of these flashbacks?
1: I I was pleasantly surprised. I mean, I hope they are. If there's any part of Tales of Bossing say they adapt next season, I want it to be. The Tale of Iroh,
0: but yeah, not not hanging in the zoo. <laughs>
1: the I think we can skip that, you know. Well, let's keep flying,
0: <laughs> yeah. Okay, I don't uh, spoil uh, me if they're gonna say but, that, but uh, no, yeah, what but, go ahead.
1: No, I just did, I'm just referencing Ember Island players, yes, 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 so. but no, I mean, it was. I think if you're going to have these scenes, I think it's very appropriate music. It's a nice callback to the original series for us fans. And if you're someone who's completely new, you're just like, oh, it's a very sweet tune. But it has a greater meaning for us because we know what it is.
0: I th- I thought this was the most emotional moment of the show, for sure. But both, both flashbacks with Leaves from the Vine playing. But I wonder, was it just because I have already existing emotions associated with that song from The Better Show, and that they were simply tapping into that by playing it?
2: I mean, that's why they used the music, so that you would tap into it. It was by design, Dylan.
0: I guess that's why they use all the music, yeah. Um,
2: Like, they wanted to invoke that, that feeling, of course. I don't know why else they would have used the music if not to do that.
0: Well, you know, it's the... Iro Lieutenant Grief theme, mm-hmm. yeah, so it makes, of course, makes makes, makes sense. It's to the use. motif,
2: but I mean, they I... kind
0: of they kind of turn it into the Iro Zuko bond theme to some extent. This episode, because it plays again when Zuko's leaving on his journey, kind of. I mean, grief is still fresh, so
2: Zuko In, is his new son.
0: I, you know, that's what they're going kind of going for here. Yeah, not I like need, exactly that. I need to rewatch it again, but I think the version they played when
1: he joined Zuko on the ship was I think that version was a little different than what they played during Luten's funeral
0: maybe maybe a little different I definitely like uh thought it was oh we're doing Leaves from the Vine again for sure like noticeably
1: it it I think it just sounded more uplifting in a way like yeah probably uh, yeah
0: they're 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 yeah yeah well that that moment's like oh, uh, they're there for each other and they're in these really hard moments for both of them
1: yeah, but I I think the scene stood on its own without the music. I think it just was enhanced by it. So,
0: yeah, I do think some great acting by both of those both of those actors.
2: Yeah, Dallas was awesome.
0: I I think Dallas. Uh, you guys said it before, maybe harkening to future stuff. But he was also good in the beginning. But uh, Dallas no, like Luke, I
2: I think he's he's just wonderful. Like,
0: I think Atsuko. Dallas Luke continues to be the best performance. Really, on the whole, I think the show as a whole is very well casted. Um, for sure, for sure, yeah. Ben, for you, we even got your thoughts. What are what are the performances that stand out to you?
1: Uh, uh I mean, Dallas for sure is Zuko. Um, and then I think Iro's actor is doing a f- I, I wish I could remember everyone's names off the top of my head, but I don't, unfortunately. Uh, but you know, Iroh's actor is doing a wonderful job. Um. I think Sokka's actor is doing great as well. Uh yeah. and I I like Aang and Katara, but I yeah. any issues I have is not with them. It's more like just I guess the lines they're given.
0: It is true. It is true. Um, I will say I continue to I continue to kind of unfortunately feel that uh and Katara's performances are a little
2: yeah. lacking
0: behind the rest. I, I like I really like do want to uh, want to like, uh yeah, where's my pronoun? Oh, I didn't copy over the pronunciation guide <laughs> that line today. That's what I was looking for. Um, Galadio's uh, performance, but uh, they're just so young. I feel like it, it's kind of inevitable that they're going to there's going to not be as as much uh, for both of them. I kind of feel that way. Unfortunately. Yeah,
1: all Sun Hoon Nui, That's who I was trying to remember, and Ian Owsley.
0: Yes, Ian Owsley, Gao Dio, I should say, um, and uh, Gordon Cormier. I think I, again, I think he continues to do Joy pretty well, but uh, the rest is is okay. Um, he's he's he holds up with Boomy though. I think he does a good enough job with Boomy. Yeah, and that's and, that, and that that's some tough material. He's he's pretty out there. Well, especially because uh, w-
1: I just saw who played King Boomy,
0: and I cannot believe it. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. who do, do you know his actor from somewhere? Uh, yeah, he was in um, the movie Pitch Perfect and he stars in the show Ghost on CBS. Oh, he's the yes, he's the he's the guy in all the ghost promos for the show. Oh, I watch.
1: Yes. oh my gosh. I cannot believe that's him. Like, that's such a crazy makeup job
0: they did. He looks. Yeah, he's like a 40 year old guy. <laughs> what? I, I'm looking at uh, the actual picture of him. That's wild.
1: Yeah, I, um, I I gotta give the show credit. I did not know that was him. Wow. I mean,
3: in the show, he looks forty years old, except with like an eighty year old head.
0: Well, yeah, but isn't that what when he, he has this moment when he takes off his uh, his shirt in the show and he has he's ripped too? Isn't that from the well, show? Yeah,
3: yeah ripped, he, like, but
0: not like super
3: young. I,
0: Maybe I don't more, know. More I mean, old man ripped. I don't know.
1: Yeah, you know, he's hunched over in the original series, and then, like, he takes and he straightens up, and he's got, you know, he, he's got a very ripped body in the animated
0: series, too. So,
3: mm. all right, maybe I'm.
0: It's just these things are more noticeable in live action, I'm for, for, for sure, for sure.
3: Um, but yeah, back to
0: back to Zuko and Iroh. Yeah, the the performance is pretty wonderful. Um, I I think I think this is Paulson Hyung Lee's best episode as Iroh. Um, and then. Dawslu also just nails the flashbacks with the younger Zuko, I feel like. I'm sure, like I said, we're going to see the Agni Kai. It just feels like we're building to that. So, like, interested to see that and how that is handled by him as well. But this is this is uh, great stuff. I mean, okay, to go over, we had Luten's funeral. And um, what, Yudo's eye give the, like, BS kind of not really grievances consolation right and then Zuko kind of comes and does the same thing but then actually like gives his emotional connection with Lutan and gives that to Iroh and and then sits with him which I thought was really sweet and a great way to handle um, this because yeah this is no there's isn't no equivalent of this you know and uh, I'm impressed by I get the the material for for Zuko and Iroh here
2: I like how Zuko said that it was an honor for both Lieutenant and Iroh to die in service of the Fire Nation. I like that <laughs> slip.
0: Well, yes. that's that's the kind of what I was the, the crap I was saying. Right. But uh, uh, yeah, the shows that even younger Zuko has actually a heart underneath vines.
3: Yeah, that was that came out as like something that he'd been coached to say. Yeah. By, the, by his dad. Yeah. Um.
2: And I I love young, awkward Zuko. It's very endearing. Also
0: older, awkward Zuko as well.
2: Yes, also very endearing. It's still the same Zuko. Which, honestly, I had a hard time feeling in the original show. But, you know, it's a very wonderful transition here. Which, obviously, it's the same person. So it's going to be a little bit easier. And two different animation models.
0: I will say, he doesn't look particularly young in the flashback. But it's fine.
2: They gave him long hair. Isn't that good enough?
0: I guess that's good enough. Uh he's I his Lieutenant is officer metal. Um he gives it to him and then he
3: sits with him and arrow
0: cries. Yeah.
3: And to that point, Sam about like uh Zuko in the in the original animated show came across as I think he came across as, you know, really lighthearted in the flashbacks mm-hmm. and then and then in present day he's just like grouchy so yeah yeah, that seems like the uh the agni Kai with his father really did a number on his entire psyche Mm
2: -hmm.
3: whereas in this rendition he seems still a little bit more emotive yeah interesting yeah
2: an
0: interesting change in in the zuko perspective um and then the second the second flashback zuko leaving for his journey as the the bandage um and uh, i was like "How, how about a friend um and uh everything i need is on this boat that
2: was such a corny line but like it mm-hmm. was it was pretty
0: cute and then he's like my tea <laughs> yeah <laughs> i should i should work on my ira impression from this show i think that
1: does feel like, it. like something ira would say though to be fair yeah, yeah. yeah. No,
0: that's right even
1: in the original show i think he would have said something like that
0: yeah it, it's yeah, very yeah, sweet I, it's it's a, a, like the rest of the show very uh, in your face dialogue but it, it is very sweet here
2: i, I do want to bring up just a, a little tidbit so back in the day you know we had the dvds and they had dvd commentaries right uh so in the siege of the north commentary i think mike yeah. uh, mike and or brian say something to the effect of you can't really do this cheesy dialogue in live action because it's just like soap opera acting And reference the Jason Isaacs as Zhao. And like I think that's a very good point on the dialogue here. It doesn't work because it's it's too I don't know. It's too simplistic.
0: Wow. I don't remember that from that commentary. That's uh, what a foreshadowing
3: by them there. (laughs) Uh,
2: All the way from 2006.
3: I will critique this dialogue a little bit. Just the how about a friend line a it is cliche in and of itself and b i think it short changes their relationship like iroh is much more than a friend to zuko right uh how about a father figure no that's going too far but <laughs> how about an uncle you know i don't know how about an uncle <laughs> um huh. yeah no it, it just feels very
0: yeah very uh Stale, but uh, like, I mean, it again, like, the music I think big does big work here, and the performances it, it, it gets there, I feel like, for yeah. me, yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. Um, and it leaves from the vine plays, and then I thought, even more impressive, um, not even more impressive, but it, uh, I thought, like, okay, they did nail the flashbacks, but then we transition to Zuko on the boat, paddling Iroh back after he makes the choice to go after Iroh instead of Aang. Um, I, I is there's no moment from the show where he chooses Iroh over Aang? Is that this episode? I don't um, remember.
3: He, he did that in the original. In the uh, one hundred and seven. Yeah, he was he was chasing after his uncle, and then he saw Aang flying off on the dragon. Yeah, so that's there's some something there's
0: something somewhere there that they're doing here, and then so and then overhead he sees Appa, and he's like, now nah, uncle, where you know whatever he says." Um, that's not Gotta take you said. home gotta take you home uh as the leaves finishes yeah i'm very impressed by that uh the storytelling there mm-hmm. um yeah i just it's just a show that can pull off this level of emotional storytelling and yet Purposefully tries to remove anything challenging character-wise <laughs> from the rest of the crowd. It's, it's such a such a weird show with so many highs and lows. It's 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 pretty wild to try to evaluate this show.
2: Yeah, it's very tonally all over the place.
3: Yeah, I mean but... maybe the the challenge they're going for is like, how can Sokka learn to be a good brother? I don't know. There's, there's some, there's, and there's, we'll get to Katara and, yeah, I mean, we talked about it enough already,
0: but there's, and there's, there's good Katara Saka material, and they're relating to each other better, and he's probably, he is probably improving as a brother, so it's not, yeah, there is stuff there, but, um, yeah, at the very least, I, I, yeah, I feel like they really nailed the Zuko Iroh stuff, the, the relationship, um, like, honestly, there's a chance that, at the very least, there is easily a chance that this show does the Zuko Iroh, relationship better than animated avatar first season mm. first season one at least there's a chance of that through four episodes because this is some of the even if you even if you compare it to some of the stuff from and you know i haven't seen the storm in a while so uh there's great stuff in uh in animated avatar but this holds up to this is this is something that actually holds up to, to animated avatar First, sure. i agree see yeah. great material yep yep cool Look, we we have positive things to say, too. So that, that's good. I think overall we've been pretty positive on this series um, compared to some discourse out there. I don't know. Right. Right. I'm curious if you're listening right in wherever you're listening. Comment. Are you surprised at how positive we are or did you like it even more than us and you're surprised how much we've been critiquing it? You know, like I'd, I'd like to know that as as you guys are listening. Anyway. Um, anything else about the Zuko and Arrow stuff this episode you guys want to talk about? It was all there, fantastic. So, yeah. Yeah. There, there, there's the Zuko Arrow fight with the guards. That's pretty good, too. Um, I
2: liked it when Zuko was pretending to be a prison guard. It was very, I
0: don't know, cute. This seems too good. Of acting for the for our awkward zoo. yeah right <laughs> why is he so good at this like i mean he because wasn't that good at it but we, uh, he's he's shown no competency for any social norms in the show so far and he and he kind of was able to pull this off Sometimes i will say i didn't mention
1: like talking about like my thoughts on the first floor i think the action overall in the series has been pretty fantastic i mean the the cg isn't perfect on the bending all the time, but it, it's a, it's engaging action at least. Unlike again, the movie that should not exist.
0: Yeah. It, and that this scene was good when they fight the guards and then Iroh spares the guy. And then he throws like what, I guess that's notable. He puts like little, very tiny rock chunks into his back. Uh, was that from the show? I don't remember. Little, little, little rock shards. Um, that feels, that feels right for live action. I don't know. It feels realistic that you could hurt someone with little rocks.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's essentially a dagger. That's what I thought it was.
3: Same here.
0: Bending dagger. Yeah. So I thought that was cool. And and yeah, I thought all the bending this this fight was good, um, honestly. The, the, I, I guess I preferred this to the Ang Bumi fight, um, which we can talk about, I believe, was at times shot for shot from yep. Yep. the show. It was, yeah. Do you guys have any answer to my question? Why was this storyline the most faithful thing we've adapted from animated Avatar? I don't know. Well, did they really like it, uh, or did they just like think it, it worked so well for this this part in the story, or something? I guess
3: it, it did. Oh, sorry, go on.
2: I, I was going to say, I guess Boomy might be like a fan favorite, or they think that he's a more important character than he ultimately is. I don't know. It, it's it's very heavy on that. Like we didn't really need the full adaptation, but like then again, I really liked what they changed. Honestly, I like that they gave Boomy more depth or more. Um, I don't know. Like he was more bitter, which I thought played really well.
0: Yeah, I, I guess I overall. Overall, agree. was he bitter a little bit in the show, or like no, like you, not, not at all. all. Like you abandoned me, Yang. There's none of that. No. Um, so they, that's definitely their main point. He's like, uh, yeah, I guess he's like bitter that he said to go through all this and then Aang just shows up. And I think it makes a lot of sense with with the story.
1: Well, because the, there there's hardly anybody around from when, you know, a hundred years ago that Aang knew. So, I mean, is there anyone besides Boomy? I don't think
0: so off the top of my head. Yeah. Jeff, what do you think of this?
3: Yeah, I... I... I did enjoy how they, they did change that bit that he, he was bitter, although they solved it with a bison whistle. So I'm not sure I fully am on board with that one. Um.
0: Yeah. Let's talk about that whistle because we get one, I will say in a 55 minute episode, we get instead of multiple, I feel like from the 22 minute episode flashbacks with Boomy and Aang, we get one flashback to a hundred years ago with Boomy and Aang. Um, and it's Boomy's carving something for ang and it's supposed to be a badger mall but i thinks it's a sky bison is that right yes mm-hmm.
2: or maybe it wasn't for ang i thought it was just like for his class he
0: just, he just carved it and then ang ends up with it
2: yeah um
0: but uh, and then it turns out that that thing he carved is what ang's using as his whipple whistle for appa whipple, <sighs> whipple his whipple for appa um and then that's what gets Boomy to turn around. That Ang's like, "Remember you? I. This is so important to me. You made this for me. Now I'm using it for to call up. Uh, yeah, power. Is function. that what? I don't remember. Is that? Is he turn around? I don't remember exactly how this went at the end of am Being
3: honest, yeah, um, I kind of tuned out a little bit too. <laughs>
0: I just, I was like, "Oh, okay, that's the connection we're going for with the the whistle. Well, yeah, sure, I, I, I like, I like it. I like that. Sure.
2: Yeah, I thought the dialogue was kind of corny as always, but it was. I thought it was a good way to sort of resolve their uh, conflict with each other by showing Boomy that he really did care. I,
3: yeah, I do like that. I, I, I also like the part where Boomy was like, "You got to make tough choices." like who gets the blankets mm-hmm. and the food i think they're probably not going to revisit that at all but i wish they would
0: <laughs> uh, i agree <laughs> that doesn't seem like something they'll get into too much more um yeah, mm. is there, are we gonna add a does ang have to save katara or the whole northern water tribe type of thing like probably not mm. probably we're not gonna do it.
1: Hmm.
0: But yeah, any, any, Ben, anything on, uh, boomy in this, uh, in the show? I mean,
1: I, 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 boomy being bitter probably makes more sense in a way, you know, because I mean, obviously the last hundred years has sucked for lack of a better term, but it, I understand why people are doing, but it does feel like even through these first four episodes, like, a number of people have been piling on Aang like you abandoned us, you, you let this happen, and I'm like, he was a twelve year old untrained avatar. What do you think he was going to do? Yeah, like, he he would have died, most likely had he stayed at the Air Temple. Yeah,
3: right, yeah. Well, was Boomi complaining that he wasn't around to save them? I that I agree that's unrealistic. I thought it was something more like you're he's, so inexperienced and you think everything's fine
0: he wanted to he wants to teach him he's he's mm-hmm. He's. i think he's bitter that he had to endure so much uh or not like bitter but like he he had to go through so much hardship and angst like just showing up now and it's like yeah it's gonna be great and he's like oh you don't know what it's been like uh, yeah
2: yeah boomy says something like you may be a hundred years old but you haven't lived a hundred years let alone these last hundred and which i yeah. thought
1: was a very good line actually that
2: was poignant. Yes.
1: But yeah, mm. I, I don't think Boomy specifically blamed Dang, but like I'm thinking back to like Kyoshi, mm.
0: you
1: know, because I thought didn't she say something along those lines about you know you weren't there? It, it
0: the, yeah, there was something like that, and it is weird because the show specifically did not show him running away. <laughs> um, so to Gosh. bring this up is is a, an interesting move.
2: I guess it's a little like. I could picture people in real life being bitter if, like, I don't know, this all-powerful being who's supposed to be there and save the world all the time just disappeared for a hundred years.
0: Yeah, I, I think so. I think so. Um, and then Qatar and Saga come in after they're fighting. And uh, by the way, did Boomy sand ben
3: during this fight? He did. Uh, well, I mean, he, he he quicksand bent.
0: Was that? I assume that was not. In the show, because we don't get the sandbenders till later.
3: Uh, didn't he Maybe do Maybe there's that, a version though. of that. I think he did that. Like, he. Did yes, does not
0: recognize it as sandbending at the time.
3: Yeah, he, he did something. He, like, pushed his, his foot out and made all the sand to Aang, like, all quick sandy. Boomy's the original sandbender.
2: He's just mm. so good. He could barely make a badger mole carving and now look at him
0: do we not see boomy after return to omashu in actual avatar
2: i mean he shows up in the finale but that's it
0: what's he doing the finale
2: uh he's with the white lotus
0: yeah yeah
1: welcome to old people camp
3: oh this vaguely rings a bell he goes and makes a big stack of fire nation tanks
2: yeah, yeah, it's just kebabs. And I, th- I
0: think, th- I, anyway, what I was going to say, So that he's integrated a little bit. I feel like there's room to, if we like Boomy, to integrate him more into the show, if you want, to some of the mm-hmm. other action.
2: Sh- shrug. He really reminded me of the Grinch, this <laughs> performance. I just couldn't stop thinking about Jim Carrey's Grinch.
0: Because <laughs> Green and. No, scowling. it was just
2: like something about like his voice and the way he was laughing and just his general demeanor is very. Jim Carrey, Grinch like.
1: I mean, I'm I'm sorry if I'm butchering his name, but Utkarsh, who played Boomy, I mean, a lot of his roles are comedic, in the stuff that I've seen him in. So, some of that may be
0: coming through. Yeah, there you go. Interesting. Yeah, I think I mean I think they're going for some not so uh, not so blatant humor, some more subtle humor, I guess with with Boomy here.
3: One other thing with the combat in that scene was... I thought Aang was earthbending when he was holding up those chunks of rock. But, no, I think he was water- was airbending. And I don't know if original show Aang could have done that. But they have portrayed this version of Aang as being particularly skilled. And, you know, to the point where he was endangering his fellow classmates. So I guess I'd buy it.
0: Yeah, like, clearly actual show Aang is like a master airbender and he's great, but this show is like really emphasizing that like he's like the best airbender, like, uh, oh, he can do whatever, you know? So I agree. And yeah, he's holding up the boomer, the boulders with airbending. And here we are halfway through this season one. Aang has not done any other bending once from any other discipline, just airbending. Nine he is sp- the
2: last airbender.
0: No, no split little, nine, a little splish splash. Ang. no,
2: what did he say earlier? Like, he just, he can't learn from anybody else but Gyatso.
0: Yeah, that's what he said, basically. He like, Im- uh. He implied that he'll learn from the northern teachers, but Katara is Aang's waterbending teacher.
2: Yeah, it's really weird that they cut all that out. It's just, it seems like an excuse.
0: They better do some of Katara teaching Ang in the last four episodes. You're going to do none? You're just going to have the old sexist guy teaching? That's it, mm-hmm. and he's probably not even going to be sexist because no one can be <laughs> sexist in the
2: show. None of the good guys can can have a problem with sexism. Yeah, only the uh, the quote unquote bad guys can have
0: uh, a pause and... Sam. This is post me to Avatar, so there's <sighs> yeah. No you're right. You're right. <laughs> so I guess that's the conclusion. <laughs> we can't do sexist. You're now.
2: you're so right. Like I, I, like that's not even yeah. Gosh, people well, if, want if, if, to not. If, Sorry, you go ahead.
1: No, 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 please. I'm sorry.
2: No, I'm about to go off on a rant. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, we
1: like no pe- rants,
2: people just like they want to seem like so unproblematic. I hate to use that word, but they want to seem like, oh, we're so good. We're playing by the rules blah, 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 that they ignore reality and they ignore the touches of reality and fiction that have been put there and like isn't that why we kind of like fiction because it reflects our reality a little bit because it has you know things that we can learn from and things that we can grow from Yeah. but no it's just it feels very like it's it sanitized it's acting as if like this isn't a problem at all like in their world in our world etc I, I was wondering to myself, because uh, at least in the Korra comics and stuff, homophobia has been established in Avatar TM. Um, I was wondering to myself, oh, did like, you know, Oman Shu have any sort of like homophobia stuff going on, or was it just simply that, you know, a war divided their people and that's why they couldn't get together? Like are we pretending that these things that are canon within, you know, the animation's canon aren't canon here just for the sake of not wanting to seem I don't know like it's a lived-in world with people who are flawed and have biases and bigotry and have things to learn from and like places to grow to I don't know it's just sorry for that whole rant but it just feels very like what's the point if you're not going to have those aspects that made the Original show, especially so great, but th- that just makes you know storytelling worthwhile.
0: No, I, <laughs> think that's, I, thought, that was wo- I thought that was a wonderful rant. Thank um, you. no, it's it's and it's not even that they are making, I think you're maybe evoking this this sort of like uh, queer fiction debate of should we tell a story where people overcome realistic bigotry like mm-hmm. in our world, or should we show a fantasy world where there's no bigotry and people just get to live their full selves? Um, we're not even I don't even and like I think there's bad validity in in all sides here in of that debate. I don't think we're even getting into that, like, yeah, I don't n- think
2: so either. That was just like a little off <laughs> like the show doesn't get into it other than just saying that, oh, oh manchu, they're right but like. She-
0: the- well, let's talk about that. The show isn't even getting to the point where we're just letting people be their best selves and, like, in a world without bigotry. Because all we see, this there's the little queer rep that they put in here is this Oma and Chu story. And it's a blink-and-you'll-miss-it reference to that actually whichever one of them was a guy is now a girl. Um, and... uh it's like, oh, that's nice, but what? Are we supposed to applaud that that there's this like this is nothing. This is uh we don't yeah. we're not telling their story at all. It's just like a little reference. And sure, I'd rather have this than nothing, I guess, but it's not like this is in pla it's not like this is in place of any actual, like, uh progressive representation in the show. Like mm-hmm. this is just like more of a Easter egg. Um so we're not even, you know, we're taking away the the sec- we're taking to take away s- Katara's sexist experiences, and we're gonna yeah, replace exactly. them. We're gonna replace them with what is is are we doing a different version of a very feminist tale for Katara? I don't think so. I don't think we're really doing anything in its place.
2: Yeah, so much of Katara in season one is ha- like, and in, in book one in the original is her kind of having to overcome a lot of like misogyny from her brother, and you know later on from Paku and stuff, and that definitely informs her character. And here it just feels like well, they don't have that anymore from Sokka, so who is she? What is she overcoming? What's going on with her? And I guess they've replaced it with her mother dying and all that trauma, which of course she had, like, obviously. And I guess they just kind of dialed it up a little bit more here. But I don't know, like, people are multifaceted. They have more than just one issue that's bothering them at one time. And if you have a character that's, you know... A good well-rounded character they'll have more than just like you know surface level issues like oh my brother he he acts like my dad and like eh, maybe that's not so surface level now that i think about it but it just it doesn't dig deep into i don't know things that make somebody themselves you know
0: yeah, like like it, like whether you like the stories, the type of stories that show characters overcoming bigger experiences, let's say Katara in this instance, whether you like watching that or you like watching characters be happy, you know, like it, it's meaningful showing them overcome things and that informing who they are. And I don't think the show has replaced the meaning that we took out by taking away all the sexism in this season with really anything for Katara thus far. I don't think there I don't think anything we've done has particularly enhanced our character versus versus the animated avatar. Yeah, um, I agree. In, in any particular way. Yeah. So I like I, I'm I'm open to different approaches. Um but I feel like so far this this ain't it overall with Katara. Like there's some good stuff. And look, there's good stuff with Sokka here. Like you you referenced a little bit. There there is there's some depth with Sokka in this episode at least. At least we're given something. Let's build on that. Hopefully, in the last four. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Where were we? Where, where, where did this ramp begin? What was the? What was um, the ge- I don't even remember. The genesis. Any uh, Jeff or Ben? Any thoughts on anything? We've, there's a lot of topics here. Any want to jump in on any of this? One question I
1: like. If, I know I've watched. Like, has anybody else on here watched the whole series yet? Yes. Okay. I know you're watching episode by episode, Dylan. What about you, Jeff?
3: I am also episode by episode.
1: Okay.
0: It's so, a good, good blend here. Yeah. So.
1: Yeah. So I can't, I can't speak to what happens later, but, uh, you know, I agree that, like, it, it, you know, the, the, there's only a few flaws I can really point to with this show as a whole. But the problem is the few flaws that I can look at are very big ones. And one of them is this whole like they've they've taken away these growth opportunities for these characters and haven't replaced them with anything like Sam said. So
0: mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. You know. Now it's only halfway through and you know, we've got four episodes to go, but
0: yeah. And 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 it's only season one, so look, there's room for improvement, regardless, even if none of this is particularly changes in the second half. And and as as you referenced, like we'll see what happens in the no- Northern Water Tribe, so we'll revisit this topic, I believe. Um, Sam said Paku, uh, that's who I forgot his name.
2: Um, <laughs> Grand Paku.
0: Grand, oh yeah. yeah, will will he exist in the show? Uh, did they? Uh, I mean, there's got to be a guy at least, but I mean, his only quality. <laughs> It's that he's a jerk right so what's he gonna be
2: he was also waterbending master and grand yeah. grand's ex-fiance
0: oh i forgot about that okay they could keep that because we like grand grand here so they could maybe he'll also recite the intro for no reason <laughs> that's their connection <laughs> um
1: okay. They've taken everything from katara including the opening <laughs>
0: yeah exactly Uh, yeah. And, and I don't know. Did we shortchange any Katara Saka moments? I think we talked about the, the, you know, the, the stuff in the Cave of Two Lovers, some, some good stuff.
3: It wasn't a Katara Saka moment, but they, they made a big deal about her suiting up and finally getting her little water flask thing. Now her costume is uh, coming together.
0: Yeah. When, when did she get the, what's it called? Her, uh, is it flask? I always just thought of it as like her water skin. Satchel. Yeah. Mm. is that when what, what What are you referencing did i miss something at the end no no it's, at no, the it's in the beginning
2: Bef- like before she fights jet
0: oh and that okay honestly i tuned that it was yeah, slow. yeah she okay. gets her her
2: pouch that she keeps her portable water she in. got the
0: pouch oh man
2: dylan <laughs> you were just asking for this at some point in the past podcast
0: i missed it i watched this episode twice and that that didn't register for oh, me
2: dylan <laughs> are you serious like they spent like at least 30 to 45 seconds on it
0: Okay, well, look. Uh, here's here's I'll, I'll, here's a relevant complaint for that. Uh, maybe I missed it because the lighting was so bad in that <laughs> scene. Um, I do think that was the part that was dark. Uh, and let me say once again, in the episode that's called "Into the Dark," uh, it was very dark.
2: Well, There's then turn the brightness up on your TV. Jeez, I mean, they're I telling sh- you in the title.
0: Okay, should have turned the brightness up beyond natural range, I guess. But uh, yeah, I do, I do hate the lighting here. This is like. Typical. We're not going to light stuff, so it looks yeah, kind of so- dim. So we can't make things out. So that's more exciting to the audience. Whatever the logic is.
2: That's so true, though. Like I can't stand when I can't see.
0: It's it's. I hate it. Um. I just. I was just uh, before this it- starting the first episode of the new show Shogun on uh, FX, and uh, there were scenes in the dark, and I could see what was happening, and they were lit well. What a revelation! I could see what was happening in that show. This, this They're in the cave of two lovers. I barely make out their
2: faces, like uh, so they're not going to win an Emmy for for lighting.
0: I mean, this is kind of accepted as good lighting, I guess, in a modern world, but it shouldn't be.
2: Well, place. is it good know. or is it trendy?
0: It's trendy. It's trendy, and and it and it's normy. You know, like this show is like like playing to the land challenging. Like this is like the sh- like a, this is a show for everyone. So we're gonna do the type of lighting that's on this type of show. Like that's you know, and I do think it hurts this episode. I mean, well, look, I'll go. Go ahead, Ben.
1: I wonder if it was a director's choice because uh, you know I'm not trying to get far ahead, but there are nighttime scenes in upcoming episodes shot way better. With better lighting, you yeah. Know, you, well, it's it's def,
0: it's definitely a choice. So I'm not surprised. I mean, I'm I'm glad to hear that there there's better stuff coming up. But it's not like they couldn't make it brighter. You know, it's like uh, that, that's what I'm saying is that was frustrating.
1: So I don't quite get it. But it was like you said, it was a choice.
3: Yeah. I no no objections saying that. The one one I am looking at a screenshot of uh, Omashu from the sky at night lit by the moon. I thought, uh, I think that I just think it's a very pretty shot. Um, uh, they don't didn't spend too much time on it, but that part was nice. good at least.
0: Nice. Hmm. And maybe that's what we're talking about in the future. Moonlit stuff in like the North. Uh, I, I that would be nice if that was better lit. I, I am optimistic when we can get some moonlight in here <laughs> instead of some dinky crystals that they dismiss in the cave. Um, I will say the screenshot for the podcast we have here with the green lighting in. uh, the castle Boomy's castle. I think it's cool looking the lighting. It's still a little dark, but, uh, I do, I do kind of like the green lights they have going on.
2: Yeah. Cool. It's like the crystals in say say.
0: Yeah. I don't remember how Boomy's castle looked in the show. Honestly, yeah.
2: pretty similar. Okay. Um,
0: last, uh, I'm look. I'll go back and rewatch the, well, I I'll, I'll try to <laughs> see the Katara pouch scene. Um, the uh but speaking of that, we get conclusions last thing to Jet and the Mechanist. We do learn that the Mechanist was uh basically his plot line from the show. He was like forced to cooperate, but then he redeems himself at the end. Um what do we think of that before we get to Jet, which I've more of a rant over. Do we like the mechanist's conclusion here?
3: Um I'm interested to, like are they going to change? The tech that he gave them are they going to lean into the whole airship thing
0: right we don't get that ending scene where oh they, right. they like we get the they got the airship we didn't get that we just got he cooperated and now he the, because of that they can resist the fire nation which is nice I think given that they integrated the, him with Omashu right. yeah Mechanist overall Mechanist good or bad I thought he was fine
3: overall Yeah, days. I think he so it was fine yeah I, it's not his fault. Like, every time that actor speaks, like, I, I do call back to his character in in Community, and particularly the scenes where he's actually he's playing, like, a serious character, like, when he drops into that tone of voice. I don't know. It's like, it's like Abed pretending to be a serious character yeah, in another I show. Yeah, I like
0: that. It is uh, it is such an one of those like such an iconic role that yeah. it's kind of going to define him, whatever he does. Unfortunately,
2: I liked What's... his eyebrows here.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think good look, good look overall. And look, good. we love Danny Pudi on here. Good uh, overall. Like, not like the Mechanist was some fantastic character on Avatar. So this was this was fun.
1: What's funny is I've never seen Community, so no. uh, for for him, I, I I'm hearing uh uh huey duck's voice from the new duck tales i think he is on that yeah
0: yeah yeah he was huey duck okay.
1: one of the one of the triplets
0: okay yeah so, sounds sounds like he sounds like him here so yeah um how about okay about jet uh i'm just gonna reinforce my criticism of jet from last podcast which i could have waited till this conclusion here because my point is more obvious Um, again, no challengingness to the viewers. We cannot end Jet on a morally gray note. We just have to condemn Jet. Uh, so that's kind of what I'm pissed off about here. And look, original Avatar, Jet also bad in the first episode he's in. So it's not like they're doing anything different, but I just think it's a missed opportunity. Um, you know, he's even more like they, I feel like they lean into him being evil even more in the conclusion here. Um, and he's like, uh, you're, is like, uh. You've forgotten what you're fighting for. You're fighting because of hate. You're like a firebender. <laughs>
2: um,
0: you know, like, okay, like I got it. I got it. Like he's not. You to think he's not great. Fine. Like, he, I don't know if we needed to go all the this. This to me did not. It, it's not a very depthful uh, uh, character portrayal of Jet. Uh, very, very. If you're trying to make the show less cartoony like than Avatar, I don't think we made Jet any less cartoony. I, agree. I did like I did like the free, freezing him nice um, and I don't know it's it's a nice it's some nice moments for Katara I guess, and I guess I guess I do like that she like credited Jet later. It's not like she's like written him off completely. It's like yeah, actually, Jet told me that. I don't know. It's interesting. Any anything else from anyone on either Jet or Mechanist? i do not
3: thought...
0: When will we see Jet again?
2: Uh, Bossing say.
0: I guess I guess, like normally, yeah.
1: all roads lead to bossing Se, apparently,
2: what if they didn't bring him in for bossing Se? what would they do instead?
0: I mean, yeah, I think that could go in a lot of different directions with bossing Se.
2: they're
1: good, they're I gonna the scrolling in. text in the beginning of one episode, it's like, oh yeah, Jed died.
3: <laughs>
0: yeah, we haven't ambiguously killed him off yet, so that's good. We'll see. And th- none of the rest of his crew this episode, which was kind of the highlight of him to some extent last episode. It
2: really yeah. feels like they should have wrapped it up last episode to me.
0: He, I, I Overall, I'm not exactly sure why we needed Omashu to be two episodes. It's it's not really two episodes of Omashu. It's more like different, uh, this stuff in this one, and then we just Kind of carried over mechanist and Jet. Jet. Mechanist at least integrates with the end of the episode. Mm-hmm. So that's nice.
2: Yeah, Jet just kind of just shows up, and then he's gone. Yeah, yeah.
0: I don't think we we I, I didn't I, I would have liked this last episode, this scene, but it's 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 a very uh, episode by episode binge storytelling. It's way well, you know that's that's what we're doing. I guess
2: it's the nature of television nowadays,
0: and the nature of Netflix television. <laughs>
2: Well, which is you know pri- primary television really like so many things are streaming now
0: yeah this is kind of the default yeah and honest this is like the what lowest common denominator, not the, 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 the like most typical type of show that's the, the format they're going for here not challenging characters bad lighting like this is streaming episode ends like this is they're going for the 2024 show like with this like this is supposed to be now i would argue this is more of the 2020 show than like you know. I think this is a little bit a few years ago this format, but this, they're they're going for exactly the most average type of show with Avatar, and I think Avatar's more than average.
2: <laughs> I agree. Perhaps even a little good.
0: <laughs> Perhaps even a good. We have winning
1: quotes on this podcast tonight. <laughs> That's good. Avatar, um, it's more than average. It's a little.
2: Speaking of quotes, they did have a couple of, um, I don't know, lines that were repeated through the episode. Something about, like, you know, this is what it is to fight in a war, said by both Jet and Boomy, or something to that effect. Mm, And um, a place from which no living being has ever returned, which was said by Iroh, and uh, I guess Chong, also. Mm. Oh,
0: okay. Yeah, I'm talking about the same... And I was going to well work camp. By the way, I don't remember if that was the pit. I don't remember if that was the same. Um, did you rewatch it, Sam? This episode? Yes, I did.
2: I've been rewatching you... all of them.
0: Uh, okay, yeah, I was about to because
2: I want to be prepared to talk about it.
0: Well, you're very prepared, quoting things I did not note in the outline. Events. So yep, good
2: I watched it about an hour and a half before we started podcasting.
0: That's the move, so that you can remember it. That's definitely the move. oh
2: yeah, because I'm I I like to do that anyway. Pre- preparation is always good when you have the time to
0: yes yes well thank you uh ben any any other things from the episode we didn't talk about you want to note um well mel's not on here but
1: the hit if there's a hit okay okay,
0: okay. hidden zutara let's look no mel ben what do you got for us <laughs> for hidden zutara well the reason when
1: uh that zuko looks up when he, he's uh Paddling with Iroh back to the ship is—he could sense his one true love flying in the sky.
0: Oh, so that's the real meaning to the end of the episode. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. He sees yeah. that uh, Katara's up there. It's not about hang. Yep. Exactly. I, I like. I like this. But just
2: like Oman and Shu, they're forbidden to be together, so he can't oh, express to his uncle that he saw his love flying through the sky. <laughs> Katara, darling, come back. <laughs>
3: They are There's such, also a, some... such a
0: modern-day Omen shoe, aren't they? Yep. So true. Yes.
3: They're also telegraphing from the writer's room like that, uh, you know, hey, Katang is definitely not happening, er, uh, given this uh, cave scene, so get ready for Zutara. Not
0: so hidden, Zutara. <laughs> we're not doing Katang.
2: Yeah. And then what's the other ship?
0: Zutara. Oh, must be that. No, we're not doing Jetara. She froze him, so... what's left so last last podcast I joked we're going to have to start doing Hidden Katang be Hidden Katang because they're not doing Katang in the show so here's today's Hidden Katang Uh, did you guys know that in the original show actually this plot line in this episode was actually about Katar and Aang and I think that they're invoking Uh, that in this episode uh, so that's actually evidence that they are going to do Katang
3: that is subtle
0: I know Which. you guys might not have picked up on that. Okay.
1: So yeah. That's I know I
2: did.
0: Oof. It.
2: It sounds I, a little bit too far fetched to me.
1: <laughs> I knew it shouldn't have worked today. I could have been better prepared to see stuff like that.
0: I know. You I missed the pouch, but I got that. Okay. That reading. Um, uh, yes. Ben, anything else you wanted to note here?
1: Mm, nothing I can think of. Uh, it's uh, I, it it'll be fun to continue talking about this because uh, these last these next four episodes are going to be quite the trip.
0: Oh, exciting! Uh, we'll come back to that in a second. With Jeff, any other specific parts of the episode?
3: Uh, no, not really. I think it was overall an acceptable installment. Okay, well, let's get into feedback. We have, oh, we you have didn't a, have Sam. Sam. Well, you kind of know. You
0: said oh, when no, you were two No, I lines. have one
2: more thing. Okay, yes. There also. were little, not little, but there were statues of Flopsy in the palace when uh-uh. Aang was being brought in to see Boomy. No, really? Flopsy! They, uh. I, I just forgot about statue. Flopsy. Also, wow. I like Boomy's rolling chair that he had. It was very fun.
0: They killed Flopsy. Wow. And... It's immortalized as a statue. Multiple. Oh, man.
1: I I will say I love that in this one, it was like, you know, Boomy was like, what idiot said put the tree bark in the tea? And I just casually goes, you did. Yeah. And that's what then Boom got me to go like, throw
0: him a feast. Yes, which I, I remember from the original yep. episode yeah yeah okay we have some feedback here from uh, some fan named ali um so <laughs> ali couldn't stay away uh has uh, one gonna miss one podcast has as has, has we have the thoughts here so um i don't know what do we need uh mm-hmm. ali's upset that uh they replaced uh the romantic love with familial love and uh, but but also keeping the romantic origins with omen shu which She's- i think is valid.
2: She said, "The Cave of Two Lesbians is a based and is... incredible move on their part." <laughs> I
0: don't know if I was going to read "is a based," but sure. Does Alice talk like that?
2: I don't know. That's what I read it as.
0: A based and it, yeah, that's yeah. True. You haven't cave heard of...
2: people say based?
0: Yeah, I've I've heard that. I've I have heard that one. Um, right, do you agree base. with Cave Cave of Two le- Lesbians?
2: Was yeah, that the
0: name now. I love that. Uh, ta- oh yeah, here's my. Joke, but Ali's not here. It's like, oh, we're doing what? We're doing siblings inside of uh the Cave of Two Lovers. What is this? emo? or another anime? Okay, there we uh-huh. go. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. about uh, uh, Ali didn't like the Badger most sensing emotions. Uh, like, uh, so Toph learns how to earthbend from sensing vibrations. Says Ali. So. Yeah, I agree this maybe kind of messes with the Toph's origin stuff, so they're going to have to deal with the consequences of that next season. Maybe Toph will also feel
2: emotions. I mean, she can tell when people are lying. I'm sure she yeah. could like tell people's heartbeats and like mm, their emotions based off that, maybe. I don't know. That would be kind of dumb.
0: Badger Mall's coming here in the first place because they set up the whole they're going to make it out of the cave through sibling love and it's the weirdest cop out. They do kind of just get out through the Badger Mall. Um, Boomy, uh, they had a good setup, more realistic. Uh, he's the rule of a nation through a hundred years war, but I missed the whimsy. Did like the performance. Um, don't really like how unfair he's being the Ankyoshi did that enough already. It's true. Um, and Roku's coming soon, so let's see if he takes another beating from the elder figures. Uh, the fight trying to be a one-to-one shot of the OG was bad. Interesting that we all kind of weren't crazy about that because you would think we would like that, that they're just doing the show.
3: I mean, um, you Ali's, can do so many different things in live action. So, like, let it breathe.
0: I, I agree. Let it breathe. This Ali says second weakest episode so far. Um, I would say second best episode. I like it more than two. Uh, Sam said best episode. So, yeah. a range of opinions here. Yeah,
3: range of... Uh,
2: We're so versatile.
3: So Definitely versatile. my top four.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, honestly, these episodes are all in the six to seven out of ten range. So, like, there's not that much of a difference, in my opinion. Hopefully there's a big stand. I mean, I will say I do think like the, the flashbacks and the Zuko Ayo stuff is much better than some of the other material. It's just all blended together in the episode. So there is varying levels of material here. Um, it's, it's just the episodes themselves. Ali says they're doing my girl Katara dirty again. Uh, Gaudia doing your best support you. I need female rage. Katara does not get to be hot in the show for sure. Um, like angry hot. Uh, so Yeah, it's it's a little. It can be a little frustrating. Like even when she's like freezing jet, just kind of, just kind of even keeled.
2: She's a girl boss.
0: Girl boss move for sure. Um, Netflix split. They split the party. Yeah, and uh, funny how we were expecting last episode did happen. Iro and Zuko perfect no notes. That's one positive thing. Okay, all in agreement there. Thank you, Allie, for these thoughts. We will hear more from all our prestigious hosts later in the series uh we have uh Marizuco, uh comment on YouTube about our discussion last last podcast about Tylee shooting an arrow with her foot uh no, that was the u n archers from the Blue Spirit,
2: not Tylie. They didn't shoot it with their feet.
0: they're doing handstands and shooting arrows. The, I don't think I don't think this person was saying that, but that's what we were saying. Oh
2: yeah, I, I think yeah, I think. So maybe we were
0: thinking of the Yuan archers, yeah. Um, somebody at
2: some point has shot a bow and arrow with their feet, and we've all I seen think, it.
0: Think, did that happen in the show? Someone I don't know
2: us. if that happened in the show. Yeah, or somebody say something. Yeah,
3: I don't okay. remember it happening. No, I, I
0: don't either. Okay, so we were look, we we weren't all we weren't all wrong. We weren't all in agreement there. Some people disagreed the title.
2: Oh wait, so. no. Here's the thing. Mm-hmm. So over the summer, I've rewatched Xeno Warrior Princess, and I'm pretty sure that happens in there. So that I might sounds
0: have, like something that would happen in Xeno. Yeah, okay. I feel
2: like yeah, it happened in there. They have like a tarot card musical episode. It's very fun. Interesting
1: okay. tarot card musical episode.
2: Yeah. Anyway, let's, let's I would
1: like a musical. That out
0: Um, yeah. Okay. And last comment. Uh, this was from before Jay Travers on a discord said, we're talking about the name Wolf Cove. Jay Travers says Wolf Cove was published in the rule book for the avatar legends RPG a few years back. So this show did not originate the Wolf Cove name. Uh, it was in this avatar, uh, D and D basically the official one that they published. So, based, I mean, look, I, basically what I was saying was I don't think this is a, just a creation of this show. This is, like, a unified decision by the Avatar overlords uh, at Avatar Studios that this is now the name of the town is Wolf Cove. There, This supports that evidence that it's also in other materials.
2: Do the so Avatar overlords dress like the Fire Lord?
0: They should. They
2: Do should they all to... have very pointy goatees?
0: They should. Ooh. Yeah. That's a good, good, good idea Thank for you. their meetings. Okay.
2: They should all dress go. up on Halloween like that, or maybe just every day. I don't know. It would probably every spice day. up spice up life in the office, right? Yeah,
0: in the Avatar Studios.
1: My, Mike and Brian get in, and they put on their like Fire Lord robes. It's like, you know, just walking through.
0: Mike and Bri- Mike is an adult Ang cosplay because that's just based on Mike. I feel like.
1: <laughs> okay um
0: you can be the yang and brian is the fire lord yeah that feels right okay that's <laughs> it for feedback? every
2: bald guy just do a quick easy ang cosplay just get like some blue construction paper
0: especially where they went with adult ang with the facial hair and stuff
2: oh okay know. well whatever anyway yeah uh, you you close out
0: Podcast at overlyanimated.com. Send us feedback, uh, especially the email feedback. I will read it on the podcast. Thank you for reaching out. Oh, yeah. I wanted to say this before. I forgot until now. If there's any other former From the Spirit World ho- co host listening, because I was kind of moving the From the Spirit World podcast from one place at Overly Animated to another place. It was really annoying, but I kind of had to do it to add stuff on top of the feed. Uh, and I was like, wow, there's like 100 people here <laughs> that uh, from the past. Like We used to have so many people on these podcasts. We yeah dude you had a podcast
2: so with like 20 people once
0: yeah no no exaggeration It's probably like over 100 people
2: that's that... insane
0: so if there's anyone listening reach out send an email reach out to us like uh, say hi just 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 saying okay um because uh i wonder if i wonder if other people are listening it's like i was on this one podcast in 2008 this one episode yeah um what else was i gonna say Oh, yeah, we could look ahead to uh, next episode. We have uh, some Spirit World stuff going on. Isn't it called that? So, very exciting. Oh, isn't
2: it called Spirited Away?
0: Spirited Away. Wow. That's Dumb name. so
2: cool.
0: So we'll get into it. Just uh, sh- like
2: the Miyazaki movie.
0: Surely we will be adapting the other part of uh, Episode 7 and potentially Episode 8. So let's see what they do here. Uh, look out for our discussion on Spirited Away coming up. Any last thoughts? Anything we've talked about? Jeff?
3: um no i think i think we covered everything
0: cool ben
1: no it's it's flawed. it's a you know halfway through i i have seen through to the end but you know at the halfway point mike this is a flawed show but it does have good moments you know and it
0: it could have been far worse nice yes it it, it certainly could have been far worse yes i I, I think we all agree It, it has enough
1: that i'm like okay i i want to see this show get renewed i want to see where they go
0: so nice yeah we're still waiting on to hear word for season two not yet so we will find out and sam any final thoughts here i
2: do hope if they make a season two they bump it up to like 10 episodes but who knows if that'll happen. I'm pretty apprehensive about the Toph of it all. But as far as this episode goes, I don't have anything else to say.
0: There you go. Uh I, I had one Toph thought. I think that they should cast Toph as older if we do season like two. Like a grant
2: like she, how she is in Quora, Grandma no, Toph. No, no. Yes. But Grandma Toph
1: is great. Oh, I just mean they should
2: do like the Ember Island players, make her just like a big buff.
0: <laughs> yes, sure. Oh, ah! yeah. Yes. I mean was... like Whoa. 16 sixteen sixteen year old Toph instead of twelve year old Toph. And I say that just because twelve year old actors can be a little rough. So like let's let's just go and our actors will be a little older too, so we can just do a little older Toph when we introduce
2: her. Yeah, I don't I don't see a problem with doing that at all.
0: I, I kind I kinda of wish this show aged everyone up. I know it's blasphemous, but I think it might have been more interesting if we aged everyone up two or three years.
1: We yeah. can think well, about that one. I I think there's gonna be an age up because, um, I think didn't the creators already said they're you know yeah, yeah, this yeah. is a case some they're going to do
0: so yeah so that they the, yeah and they haven't even started filming yet so next season would be like several years after the season so they'll, they'll have to age everyone up so inevitable so if they're keeping Toph Ang's age at least uh, she'll be like 15 so yeah I guess wow ideally, if they're, they're
2: aging everybody up I guess Sozin's comet's not gonna come at the end of the summer huh
0: yes. Yes, that is the impression we're under. So I don't we'll see if they present that next episode, you would think would be the episode they would say that. So we'll see how that goes. I imagine it will be dumb, whatever they say about it. Let's see if that's true. Okay, there you go. And uh, last thing, you can support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash OverlyAnimated. Thanks to all of our current patrons, especially our Patreon podcast, Steve. And thanks as always to our patron executive producer, Steve, Michael, and Phoenician. That is the best way to support these podcasts. If you are enjoying them, patreon.com slash OverlyAnimated. And that is it for episode four discussion. Our Whirlwind podcast series continues on monday for the podcast release us on sunday night with episode five spirited away gotta say i'm feeling it a little bit with all these podcasts getting tired so maybe we'll do some good spirit world stuff that'll make me happy again we'll see
2: oh yeah you occurs. need your your tank refueled there dylan you're not too enthusiastic
0: i know i was trying to be enthusiastic with the rantings. So no you were that, that, that at least got us there but hopefully, look—that's uh, fun podcasting too. If they do things that piss us off, so hopefully that, and not just mediocreness. So, we'll find out. We gotta
3: find something that's rant-worthy in every episode, no matter what. Yeah, exactly, exactly. That Even if it's
2: the that. tiniest little thing,
3: we'll find just go, it. We can just
0: go do it. go hard. Over okay. you, put we'll your joy. Yes, so. joy in quotes. Yes. Okay. Thank you guys for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye. 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 Bye.